and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Friday, July the 9th. I'm Richard Woolley, editor in Reorg's London office, and today I'm going to be speaking with credit analyst Garen Dillon about UK casual dining chain Pizza Express, which yesterday priced a new £330 million notes offering. And catching up with reporter Bianca Bora and analyst Shenda Shi about the restructuring process currently underway at Latvian consumer lender for finance. Regular listeners will have noticed that we are outside our usual Thursday afternoon slot this week, and this was to make way for a webinar that went out yesterday, hosted by legal analyst Shan Qureshi, looking at the High Court's decision not to sanction Hurricane Energy's Part 26A restructuring plan, and what impact it will have on future restructuring plans. Shan was joined by a panel of experts including Tom Smith QC of South Square, Kate Stevenson of Kirkland & Ellis, and Joe Hewitt of Alvarez & Marcel. You can listen again via the Reorg Media page. Pizza Express priced its new five-year fixed-rate senior secured notes at 6.75% on July the 8th, tight to initial price guidance in the low to mid 7% range. Proceeds will be used alongside cash to term out the group's post-restructuring capital structure. In 2020, Pizza Express became one of the first two UK businesses to make use of the new Part 26A restructuring plan which it harnessed to cut its total debt to £319 million from £735 million. The transaction fully equitised the senior unsecured notes. 57% of the senior secured notes were equitised, while the remaining uh, notes were reinstated. The deal included a new money facility and came alongside the sale of the group's operations in China to Honey SPV. The new issuance offered a reopening play to investors. Short-term recovery uncertainty from the pandemic was offset to some extent by expected long-term stability and evidence of a quick recovery to pre-pandemic performance. Garen Dillon, who worked on our analysis of the new issuance together with a waterfall model on Pizza Express, talked me through how the new notes were received. The Pizza Express issuance followed a number of other primary issuances in the consumer discretionary segment which offered investors a chance to gain exposure to companies expected to recover from the reopening of the economy. Most of these issuances are trading above par and the yield on these have tightened after pricing. The high IPT of the mid to low 7s on Pizza Express's notes made the issuance very attractive on a relative value basis. The final pricing of 6.75% is still significantly higher than similar sterling issuances such as Punch Taverns, Stonegate, David Lloyd and Iceland, which have a median yield of 5.5%. The notes pricings had to offer a premium given the group's recent restructuring, poor historical performance and low asset coverage compared to Punch and Stonegate. However, the pricing still seemed attractive in light of the group's post-restructuring capital structure, moderate 51% LTV in our base case and cash generation ability once a business normalises. The restructuring also led to change in the ownership and management team who have a renewed vision for the company's future. Part of the 2020 restructuring involved the divestment of Pizza Express's Chinese operations which historically have burnt cash. To fund this, cash was being extracted from the UK operations and this has led to the UK footprint becoming underinvested. Now under new management, the company will be reinvesting in its UK operations which it hopes will drive revenue growth at above market rates in the future. Okay, and can you Talk us through the waterfall model and and maybe spell out a few of the main conclusions that you made. According to our discounted cash flow analysis and waterfall model, the new notes were supported by a sustainable post-restructuring capital structure with a moderate loan-to-value of 51% under our base case and over £300 of equity value below the notes. Our analysis shows that the group had the potential to generate over £30 of levered free cash flow before growth capex from 2022 onwards. 
Cash generation was, however, more limited, ranging from 6 million in 2022 to around 14 million by 2024, as higher capex relating to the group's store acquisition and refurbishment strategy impacted cash. Our DCF model uses a 10% WAC and a terminal multiple of 9 times compared to an average of 10 times for peers to be conservative. Our revenue growth and margin expansion assumptions are in line with management's new strategy. How does the company plan to uh, derive top line and, and margin growth then? The company has said it's looking to grow revenue through increases in average spend per customer and increasing the number of meals sold. Broadly, it plans to do this in two ways. First, it plans to open 45 new restaurants over the next three years. Secondly, it wants to reduce discounting in restaurants and improve the customer experience and customer loyalty through increased marketing and refurbishing in stores. There are risks with this approach. The pandemic has led to more people using online food delivery services, which tend to have a lower price point, so cutting down on discounts could make it hard for Pizza Express to compete. Discounting could become more widespread as competitors look to capture further market share after a number of restaurant players went bankrupt during the pandemic. As a result, Pizza Express is exposed to execution risks when it comes to opening new restaurants in a fiercely competitive environment, though it does benefit from strong brand recognition, being the second largest operator by store count in the UK. Are there any other risks with the strategy that you would flag? The launch of new restaurants and the refurbishment of UK sites will keep CapEx elevated above historic levels over the, at least the next three years. Along with the launch of 45 new restaurants, Peter Express is looking to refurbish around 300 of its 363 UK sites. Our projections show that the group will stay marginally cash positive after growth per capex, but any new lockdowns or other adverse impacts to the top line may drive cash burn. Of course, the company does have the ability to dial down growth capex, but there is the risk that it will take on additional debt to fund capex or address any future liquidity needs, which could result in the notes being primed, making the capital structure unsustainable, as has happened in the past. And uh, just for anyone who's not familiar, can you talk a little bit about what drove the uh, original restructuring of Pizza Express last year? An unsustainable capital structure was a driving force behind the restructuring in 2020 and was an issue even before the outbreak of COVID-19. In September 2019, the group's net leverage was 8.5 times based on an EBITDA then of £76 million. This brought about questions as to whether the group would be able to meet its then 2021 bond maturity. When COVID hit, the group was forced to restructure and equitise a major chunk of its creditors. The company's balance sheet is now much healthier. Proforma net leverage for the transaction was 3.8 times based on the pre-IFRS 16 Proforma 2019 EBITDA. In our base case, net leverage declines to 3.4 times in 2024, as our expectation of improving revenue per store following the refurbishments and margin expansion will drive cash generation. And just looking at the company's cost base, do you see any issues or headwinds um, affecting it in the future? Labour costs are the largest component of the company's cost base, and there is potential for structural challenges there. Firstly, the government the government is targeting increases in minimum wage to £10.50 per hour by 2024. Currently, minimum wage is £8.91 per hour, and although the exact number of salaried employees versus hourly paid employees is not disclosed, we do know that a high proportion of the group's employees are paid hourly. Secondly, there may be issues with labour supply as a consequence of Brexit, although Peter Express is not having any problems on that front yet. Management said in just the last week that the group had hired around 1,900 new employees into roles for which it had 67,000 applications. Latvian digital consumer lending group 4Finance has started the process of refinancing its $200 million 10.75% 2022 notes 
and extending its 150 million euro 11.25 2022 notes in order to achieve a more manageable capital structure. The group is aiming to reduce the debt size, push out maturities and have only euro denominated debt. I spoke to Bianca Bora and Shenda Shi to find out more. Bianca, tell us a bit about what the company does and why it's having to restructure its upcoming maturities. Sure. So, um, Four Finance is one of Europe's largest digital consumer lending groups with operations in 11 countries. Since it started in 2008, it has issued over 8 billion euros in loans to consumers and small and medium sized enterprises. It also offers deposits through its Bulgarian bank subsidiary, TBI Bank. The group had 634 million euros of gross receivables at the end of the first quarter, 65% of which were from TBI Bank. When COVID hit, the group's online loan issuance reduced significantly, resulting in 28% lower interest income at 308 million euros for the year. Issuance has recovered since last summer, however, Product and market exits have counterbalanced this, which has left interest income at a similar level from the second to fourth quarter last year at just over 70 million euros per quarter. The group said it had a strong funding position with 96 million euros of online cash at the end of the first quarter. The group can also potentially access TBI's liquidity, which stood at 100 million euros at the end of the first quarter. Its overall NPL ratio is also improving, falling to 14.9% in the first quarter from 17% at the end of 2020. The group said it needs to address both its dollar and euro notes ahead of maturity. Management said it chose the amendment mechanism for the euro denominated bonds because it believes it is more efficient than a traditional refinancing. Okay, so how has the group responded to uh, COVID-19 and what is it planning to do with its debt? The group responded by bringing down operating costs by 21% in 2020 and is focused on preserving cash. The company has used this cash to finance a series of buybacks of its dollar-denominated 10.75% 2022 senior unsecured notes as part of its aim to only have euro-denominated debt. The most recent buyback on the 7th of June was for $125 million of the notes, bringing the outstanding amount to $200 million. The group has been buying back the notes since 2018, a year after they were issued. Its overall debt has fallen to around 300 million euros, which is said it considers to be an optimal level. For the remaining outstanding amount under the dollar notes, the company plans to issue a new euro-denominated note with a longer maturity in the autumn. Sources told us that the new notes are likely to be 150 million euros in size and have a five-year maturity. Any remaining outstanding debt is expected to be repaid in cash. On the 21st of June, the group asked creditors to approve a three-year extension of its existing euro-denominated notes in exchange for a 25 basis point fee. The window for creditors to vote for the extension is next week, between the 12th and 14th of July. Shenda, what have sources been telling us about the importance of this vote? And what impression are we getting from the note holders about their thoughts on the refinancing? Sources told us that, so far, there appears to be a strong level of support for the company's plan. 
if the required quorum of 50% to extend the euro note is not obtained in mid-July, a second vote with a quorum of 25% could take place in mid-August. We have been told that a successful extension of this maturity with supportive investors would indicate that the group's plan to refinance its dollar note with a new euro note might also be supported by that same investor group. Okay, and how have the notes been performing while all this has been going on? The dollar notes have rallied throughout the second quarter of this year due to the improved performance of the group since the pandemic, supported by better asset quality as the group further developed its near-prime loan portfolio. The dollar bonds were in the mid-80s after the release of the group's 2020 result in February. The price recovered to near 90 after first quarter results, which saw the adjusted EBITDA increase 8% year-over-year to 25.1 million euro. The bonds further rose to the mid-90s in recent weeks following the June cancellation of the company's $125 million senior unsecured notes and the announcement of extension and refinancing of the remaining 2020 maturities. The euro bonds have risen to 101 from 95 in February. The dollar notes are currently trading at a discount compared with the euro notes because their refinancing would be handled after the extension of the euro notes and the dollar notes mature more than two months after the euros. So the likelihood of the bondholders approving the euro notes extension is quite high. Okay, and just finally, it would be good to hear from both of you about what you think it will mean to the company to complete this extension if it gets enough support. For the company, the extension of its euro notes is the second step in its comprehensive refinancing plan following the repurchase and cancellation of the $125 million of the bonds in June. The third and the final step would be the refinancing of the remaining dollar notes with a new euro bond offering in the autumn. Management believes that the group's business has demonstrated resilience during the COVID-19 pandemic and that it has a strong credit case. The lending company, however, reported a 28% fall in its interest income for the first quarter of this year to 69.4 million euros. So it isn't out of the woods yet and clearly needs to address its upcoming maturities as it recovers from a tough period. As always, you can read more in-depth reporting and financial analysis on both of these names on the Reorg website, reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another Reorg Europe podcast, but until then... Stay safe and thank you very much for listening.